Hey, this is Mike McCoy from the Lake Elsinore Storm, and you're listening to Friars on the Farm. Welcome to Friars on the Farm Podcast. I'm Donovan, and coming to me via the phone is Roy. How are you doing on this fine Thursday afternoon? I'm doing pretty good. I'm uh, I'm skipping work a little early to uh, to interview Mike McCoy from the Lake Elsinore Storm. Skip. All right. Well, I'm not going to tell your boss. Yeah, and they don't listen to the podcast, so <laughs> they don't. Uh, they won't. They won't care. Well, we had a great time talking to Mike, uh, so we're happy to share it with you all. Absolutely. There's a lot of good information in there. Uh, he does, he goes pretty deep on some of the players and uh, he talks a lot about him. You know, we asked a lot about himself and uh, he's had a pretty interesting career being a, uh, you know, 30 or fifth round draft pick and making the majors and, uh, and, you know, pitching in the majors as a position player, which has been a hot topic of late. So you guys enjoyed this uh, episode and we'll be back with a regular f- episode next week. Dance with Mary Jane One more time to kill the pain I feel summer creeping in And I'm tired of this town again We're joined here with Lick Elson, our store manager, Mike McCoy. Mike, you're... Coaching baseball, how you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, just happy to be back out on the field after a long hiatus last year. So, you know, I think that and the, the kids are happy to be out here too. What kind of things were you doing last summer to fill the time? Uh, I was actually very fortunate because uh, I live in San Diego and the Padres, you know, their alternate site was at University of San Diego. So nice. I, gotta, I actually got to work it the whole time. And I went to the University of San Diego, so it was pretty pretty cool. And got to go, you know, you, you got to watch all the games in the stands, even though no one was there. Oh, that's uh, right. Now I remember hearing that you were out in the field during some of the scrimmages, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. My defense, I got my defense on point again. I was like, I was playing again. Ah, oh, that's so classic. I wouldn't take any ABs, though. I'm not that stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I still play rec ball and once a week on a Sunday, and it takes me two days just to get back to normal. Um, so you are. I, mean, I was in great shape. My arm was in great shape because we only had like eight or nine position players there sometimes. So like, there's a half the team hitting. So I'm out there. I'm moving around, playing short, second, third, whatever, outfield, <laughs> wherever they need me to make it more game like. So this is an, uh, this is off topic, but yeah, do you? Uh, you know, how do you feel those guys developed, uh, you know, with, you know, the pitchers seeing the same eight or nine guys, uh, you know, and the hitters kind of seeing the eight or, you know, the same eight or nine pitchers. Do you think there was some serious development there or what do you just, what do you think about that? I, I think it was, it, it was less development and just uh, more like just seeing the, getting the reps and yeah. seeing the ball, like for, and seeing a little bit of competition by the pitchers, you know, for the guys that would potentially be going back and forth, you know, up to the big leagues, like it was important for them to kind of like maintain the, like seeing the velocity yeah. and seeing the speed of the game a little bit, as opposed to like, just, you know, just taking BP and hitting the machine or something. 
So uh, are you seeing a bit of a hangover from the guys <laughs> that didn't have a chance to do that this year? That's what I'm hearing is that there's a lot of errors. There's a lot of bad at-bats, not just with the Padres, but across all of minor league baseball. Yeah, I don't know. Like, we came out swinging it really good. Uh, defense might have been a little rusty. Um, but, like, now we've cooled off a little bit. So yeah. maybe, I don't know. Like, I think that there's definitely, like, you know, some adjustment period after not playing for over you know, over a year, it's it's got to be tough. So you're a true San Diego guy. You went to Grossmont High School. I'm an El Cajon Valley yes. High School alum. Uh, and oh, you, nice. UCSD, uh, USD Torero. Um, right. Did you ever think you'd be coaching for, you know, the, your hometown team? Uh, no, but, I mean, it's pretty ideal. <laughs> it's pretty cool. I like it a lot. I mean, it just kind of worked out. Like, I mean, I played my whole career basically, you know, on the East Coast with, like, spring training and like like the teams I would play on and then you know my last year I kind of was like holding on and you know didn't want to go out like the way I did in in 2014 and fortunately the Padres took a chance on me and then you know I just kind of like didn't obviously knew that it was time and I just kind of parlayed that into a coaching gig I guess so it's pretty fortunate pretty cool how it worked out so how did that transition happen? Because you were a player with the Chihuahuas in 2015, um, and then you transitioned to coaching. So how how did that conversation happen, and was it hard to hang about? Uh, it would have been harder the year before, like, because I wanted to keep playing. And if, like, you didn't get a job, I kind of went out on my own terms, I guess. That's nice. Uh, but, um, yeah, I kind of just uh, – Sam was a, was a farm director then, as he is now, and kind of just he came in like maybe the last couple of weeks of the season, and I said, "Hey, Sam, I'm going to retire. Uh, wanted to get into coaching. Uh, you think that it would be a good fit, or do you got any like opportunities for me?" And he's like, kind of like asked around, and then like they brought me into instructional league for like four or five days, and then turned into like a defensive coach job in Lake Elsinore in sixteen. Nice. Nice. So it was your job to retire. You, you initiated that conversation. Yeah, I kind of just, I, you know, 2014, I was scuffling um, when I was in Pawtucket with the Red Sox. Um, couldn't get going that year. Um, some guy named Mookie Betts came in, and then I ended up, on the, <laughs> ended up on the Phantom BL. And then, you know, next thing you know, I'm two months, two months I haven't played, and I was like, oh, shoot, I hit 180. I I want to play one more. I want to at least try to get on a team one more year. And fortunately, worked out with the Padres. That's awesome. So you were you were a position player that pitched both in the minors and the majors. And there's much. We won't go on to what the recent kerfuffle of uh, what's going on with you know position players pitching. But you threw a perfect yeah. inning in the majors as a position player. And uh, how did that go? Yeah, like you know, you're not a prospect. They <laughs> ask you to pitch in the minor league. <laughs> oh my so, god. And I got a, quite a few innings in the minor leagues, I'm going to tell you that. But anyways, yeah, I did it. And so what happened in Toronto was the we guy got hurt one game, like early in the game, had to come out, pitcher, use the bullpen. Next day, got away from us. Um, and I went up to the manager or the bench coach, and I was like, hey, like, I'm not trying to be funny right here, but if you need me to throw an inning, like I've done it before in the minor leagues, it's not a big deal. I can do it. And he's like, yeah, okay, whatever, whatever. Next day, gets away from us again. 
Ugh. And it was like 14 to 6 or something. We're playing the Red Sox. And and I, and I went down. And then he kind of looked at me. And I was like, hey, I can do it. And he's like, well, if this guy, you know, needs to, you know, if he has a good inning, you know, maybe we'll send him back out there. I was like, I was like, what's the difference? Why bring in another pitcher? Just let me do it. Right. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I went out there. It's the only standing ovation I ever got in the big <laughs> <laughs> That's so red. Well, and, you know, in, in the majors, it's like guys now are like pining to pitch. You know, you saw the Anthony Rizzo uh, strike out yeah. Freddie Freeman, and it was a big joke. And, uh, you know, that's kind of when, yeah. when the team that's getting beat up knows it's one of those things that happens in baseball where you just your team gets crushed. And, you know, if you can face a buddy on the mound, uh, you know, that's all good. Yeah. So you yeah. threw a knuckleball as well? No, I'm just – those are like flipped up, <laughs> like sidearm nonsense. I figure just throw it super slow. As long as you can throw strikes and throw it super slow, they usually don't hit it very good. Got it. Well, you got three weekly hit outs. Yeah. One of them with. Marco Scudero one is right down the middle. Like, like <laughs> 78. I got away with that one big time. You got ahead of all three batters. I, I looked up your box scores. You got them all the two-strike counts. Yeah, so I tried to hump up against uh, was J.D. Drew. <laughs> and I almost hit him. Tried to hump up. I went up to like eighty five or something. Oh, I almost that's hit classic. Him, oh, that's then so I hooked up a little sidearm slurve <laughs> and ground it out. Nice. Oh, oh, that is fantastic. Oh my god, that's a great story. That's a great story. Real quick, <laughs> you're married with you have a child, right? Don't you? You have a baby girl? Or am I just crazy? Me? Yeah. Kids? Yeah. I, yeah. I have no. I have two boys. Uh, two boys. Two boys. Thirteen-year-old twins. Woo! They yeah, play, they play in. Uh, so that must be freshman, or I was a freshman in thirteen years old. Are they freshmen? Nah, they're they're finishing up seventh grade. Ah, do they play yeah. ball? They just turned thirteen like a month and a half ago. Damn, two months ago. Yes. Yeah, they play. Uh, they play in. They play for a uh, you know travel ball circuit team in uh, called the Lookouts at practice play at Westview High School. Okay. All right. Do you, do you help with coaching, or are you one of the dads that has to stay back and stay shut? Yeah, no, <laughs> I've helped out in the past, but like I didn't get to it all this year because like they practiced at a school, so they didn't really at a high school, so they really couldn't do much during COVID as much right. as the other teams could, right? Because of practice limitations at the school. I've been so. to Chattanooga. I've been to Lookout Stadium. Yeah, but the the coach must have played there or something. Played all right. for that team or something. All right, so it's like identical. So you were drafted, yeah. So you started your career out in the AZL in Tri City. Now you're here in Lake Elsinore. Uh, you've kind of followed mm-hmm. it along with some of the guys that are on your roster now. You know, do you feel yeah. that you're growing as a manager as well as they're growing as players? Oh, definitely. Uh, you can see them grow the maturity of not even just like their ability and their talent, just like as like growing up into like men. It's kind of cool. It's kind of fun to do. That's. That's one of the best parts, I think. Uh, you know, and then, you know, last year, I remember when we started, you know, trading a bunch of those guys away, like yeah. the emotional attachment you have to them, the, like, the Gabe Ariases and the and the Owen Millers that I've had and, like, those those guys, like, it's, it's tough to see them go, you know? You know, you're happy for them. And, obviously, the big league team got, so, like, got better. Yeah. And we're made, made it to the playoffs, so it's totally worth it. But, you know, as a, as a minor league coach, manager like and you see their growth and you see them leave and then it, it's tough yeah 
I'm watching a lot of Cleveland games. I watched Luis Patino start last uh, earlier this week. Yeah, we uh, you know we have all those guys on the podcast except for Owen Miller. He was like our minor league white whale. Like we had him set yeah. up. We had him set up for uh, spring training back in 2018, and uh, his parents showed up. You know, and he kind of bailed out. But uh, it, it is. It's you know even us as as podcasters, I kind of get to know these guys up in Lake Elsinore and and have them on the podcast. You want him to succeed for the Padres, but then you see him getting, you know, taken off to a, you know, traded off to another team, and uh, it's like, damn, you know, now, now at least now we have a friend that you know plays for the for the Rays or for Cleveland. Yeah, oh, you find yourself following those kids just even though they're not in the organization anymore. And check in on them. And, yeah. Hey, how's it? You know, we talked. We were talking about it the other day. We we're talking about just like X Edwards. Like we haven't talked about him in a while. Like, hey, how's you doing, man? Logan Driscoll or like all these guys. There's a, I mean, there's a lot of them now. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you, so you were drafted in the 35th round, and you made the big leagues. Does that carry? Does that experience carry a little more weight uh, w- with the players? Uh, I don't know. Um, sorry, Steve Finley was just walking into my office. I told him to leave. Yeah. Is that a bad thing? Wait, <laughs> 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 uh, what was the question? I just got <laughs> Ask Finns if he no um you were drafted in thirty fifth round and you made oh, it to yeah. the big leagues in, in a round I don't think they draft in the thirty fifth round anymore and does that kind of carry weight with with the with the players you coach? Um, I don't know. I think it could. I mean, even if they even know, <laughs> right? That's the funny thing today. Like they might not even know, but no, I'm just kidding. I think I think it it helps like the fact that like if anybody on your staff kind of pitched like played in the big leagues that. They kind of go, hey, that's where they want to go. So it's like, hey, this guy has that experience, and I don't know if the round makes much much of a difference to him. But uh, right. yeah, I wouldn't even have got drafted. I would have been, you know, working the nine to five. <laughs> I would think if I, I, would if think, I got drafted now, I wouldn't even get drafted. I would think maybe for some of the guys who were undrafted free agents or were late round picks, they might look at your story as like, okay, he busted his butt, he worked hard, he was the paper. That means maybe they can make it do their put in the work. Yeah, I would. You would think? Yeah, I'd hope. Um, I just, I just try and I don't like make a thing of it. I don't right. like talk about myself with right. them. I don't. I don't know if that's re- always relatable to them. If like you, hey, when I played, I did this. Like it's not that. It's like try to teach them like preparation, how to be a pro, like what how the game's supposed to be played. Because a lot of these kids honestly come, you know, if they're from. You know, Latin America. A lot of it's, you know, it's it's more showcase than game reps. Right. Uh, even today with the high school kids, it's a lot of like the showcase travel ball circuit. Like a lot of them still need to learn like the the little ins and outs of the game that a lot of them learn when they're you know in college or whatever. So like that type of stuff is like kind of what I try to like Inst- with them, like work ethic and preparation and you know just just professional. So. Well, on top of all of that, you've got some rule changes that uh, Major League, Minor League Baseball is messing around with you guys. So you've got the two-pickoff rule, and you've got the timers in between innings. Um, how have the pitchers responded to those adjustments? Um, the timers haven't been implemented yet. That's going to be the bigger like challenge, I think, for like even the hitters who like to like dig themselves while they're like, walking up to the plate. And like listen to their walkout songs, right. like they're gonna have to get on their horse and get up in the box. Um, the pitchers, like in between, any, like 
where it's going to be the biggest issue is when there's a runner on second base and we're like giving multiple signs and like they shake and then like all that stuff. Like that's going to be where the, the problem's going to be. So we'll see what happens. It's starting in a couple of weeks. Um, the pickoff rule, I'm not a huge fan of it in the sense that like they're, they're calling a pickoff when a catcher pitcher aren't on the same page and all they do is step off to like get a new sign. So they're uh-huh. calling that a pick to first base or a pick to second base. So uh-huh. like, Interesting. You have to, they have to be aware. Like it just, it's, they're trying to like make more offense. I get it. Maybe speed up the game, but it's not going to speed up the game. It might create more offense because you can't. Once you pick once, you don't really want to pick again because once you pick the second time, they're going to leave. Right. They're going to go. Right. Every time, so it's it makes it interesting. It makes a priority on like holding runners. Well, it sounds like the way that they're enforcing that rule could use some review. Yeah, like I I thought that that was open to interpretation. Like if a guy, so I got in a little discussion. I was like, just went out and talked to him. I was like, it's not it makes no sense, man. He's like, well, it's not my fault, the rule. And I'm like, I get it, but, like, like there's got to be, like, some gray area. They don't have it. It's just, like, it's tough. It would uh, seem reasonable to me to define it as the pitcher actually throwing to a base. Yeah, making or even just, like, stepping off and looking yeah. over. It's obvious. If right. you're looking home and you step off because you're not getting the sign you want, it's obvious. Yeah. If you're if you're looking at the runner at second base and he's got a big lead and you step off, he's obviously like making an attempt to like keep him close to the base. So it's it should be easy to interpret, but they're not. They're making it black and white. If you step off, it's thick, and that's it. Uh, that's kind of the same thing with the mound visits rule. It's like God, you know, it's just you having to catch a go out there to kind of catch signs. It's a mound visit or even halfway. Um, let's switch over to the players now. Robert Hassel, has shown, right. dude. Robert Hassel has shown the ability to get on base pretty much, pretty consistently, pretty consistent. Hello, speak English. Yeah. Uh, pretty consistently. <laughs> what are your impressions of that young man? Uh, he's he's uh he's very young and he's got a very uh, mature approach. Uh, his ability to like see the baseball is very good. Um, he's a worker and you know like that ability to like see the baseball. It's tough to teach, so. Like he he's constantly working to tighten up his stroke. Um, still work there to do, but he's doing it, putting in the work, and you know his athleticism, speed, and ability to hit the see the ball and make and bat the ball is like it's gonna be should be fun to watch. How is his defense shaping up so far? Uh, yeah, I think I think he can be an elite center fielder. Uh, he's got good, great speed. Uh, he's smooth. His silk out there. Uh, try to move him around. He gets. He might not be as comfortable in the corners. Uh, so, you know, the, if he does make it with us, there's a guy Trent Grisham's pretty good. So I don't yeah. know. He might have to play a corner someday. So it's good. To, it's good to get over there. Try to mix him over and right and left once in a while. Uh, and also gives uh, Josh Mears a little a little experience in center. So yeah. Well, that's, that's kind of my next question. This is more for Christine and maybe Sean, but is there a is there an insurance policy for the uh, for the scoreboard over there? I, he crushed that ball the other day. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> that ball was hit pretty hard, huh? So if he did snap over, does he have to pay for a new one? <laughs> no, no. There's a net in front of it. They're they're smart. <laughs> they put it up. <laughs> Call it the mirror's the net. The Terminator takes some BP and. <laughs> So what did it surprise yeah, you about? He ran into the wall. He ran into the wall yesterday, the other day, 
and I thought you were going to knock it over. It was strong. Did you call him the Terminator? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah, I was at the game yeah. earlier this week. I was at the game last Friday, and God, just sitting right next to him, I was like, Geez, that's a big boy. Uh, he's a he's a freaking linebacker. But he's still he's still in a couple of bags. He's got some speed there, yeah. Oh, he's no, he's a crazy athlete. I was surprised to hear that you had him on in center a little bit. The uh, the book on him was that his uh, his speed wouldn't necessarily play out there. But you think he's know. got the wheels to play some center field? He can run. He's a good. He's a good athlete. He can definitely do that. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. What is uh, what has surprised you so far about him? Um, the <laughs> the toughness, uh, this this power and strength. I mean, I've been around him, and I but like he's like a tireless worker. Like he's he's always wanting to work, putting it in, uh, and he's so strong and physical. Like it seems like he never gets tired. And you know, not to mention the ball he hit and then the knock down the fence the other day. So. <laughs> <laughs> just like that type of stuff but like he's smart he's learning the game like he's still got a lot long way to go like in like his development like overall but like he's he, he has the potential to be like an impact bat if he can you know continue to develop yeah well he's barely 20 years old straight out of high school so you know it's that's understandable that he's got a long way to go um so who's a player that you guys know that you've had your team for a couple of weeks Who's a player you've got on the roster that has impressed you for like clubhouse leadership kind of reasons? You know, uh, the Ripken Reyes, University of San Diego Torero guy, obviously. You know? Oh, calls out I the after my own heart. You know, but seriously, he's a he's awesome man. He's he's a good little scrappy player, uh, good good hitter, good defender, uh, great leader. I mean, last night in our game wheels were kind of falling off in the fourth it seemed like weird plays were happening made a couple errors maybe three or four in one inning kind of tough tough sometimes when that happens he kind of like called everybody to the mound and was like giving them a pep like giving them a little talk to settle them down and like you know say hey it's all right let's go like take a deep breath and let's get through this but that type of leadership and you know just like little things he does Sending like little group text messages to the team, stuff like that. Dude, Coach Hill, start. Coach Hill, uh, Coach Hill really instills. I was at a at a NACAP, I work for university, and he was a he had a class on leadership, and he's like, I'm not training, I'm not raising ball players, I'm raising men, you know, and 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 you yeah. should know this, like he, it's more about raising the the boy to be a man, and um, right. And the ball player is just kind of the part of the part of his life, so I, I can see that coming from uh, from USD. Yeah, he's also he's also a pretty hot start so far this year. He's got a few doubles and a triple. Looks like he's been playing mostly second and third base. Um, are you guys going to move him around, or is that pretty much where he's going to be bouncing back and forth between? Uh, yeah, I'd say he's probably mainly second. I was, surprisingly, he threw pretty well from third base. He always gets rid of it so quick at second. I didn't really know what he had over there the particular day. Uh, yeah, he's just coming back. He like took his hammy, which is kind of like, you know, he's kind of like the heart and soul, and he kind of that went down, and we kind of had a little slide on it. So I call him the captain. Nice, <laughs> nice. Yeah, just joking around. I said the other day, but so he's like, he kind of like has that infectious personality to like get guys going and stuff. 
It's not the same when you're not playing. Well, so with Lake Elsinore now being the the, the lowest level of affiliated ball for, for the organization, and also yeah. having this year of shut of, of you know no minor leagues, it seems like we're learning all these guys brand new. Either this is our first time seeing them, or we haven't seen them in a while. Uh, right. So we know the big name guys that are coming on the roster, uh, but it's the other people that maybe don't have quite as much clout. That so now when I go up to Lake Elsinore, I'm going to be keeping my eye on, yeah. on Ripken and watching him, you know, between innings and between plays, just seeing what he's doing to communicate with everybody out there. Yeah. How about on the pitching staff? Do you have any pitch- pitchers that are, uh, you know, goofing around in the clubhouse more than anybody else, or kind of taking a leadership role? Um, I think uh, nothing that. Crazy sticks out. Um, What's Carlos Barate like? Oh, uh, that's him. You're right. He's <laughs> that super high energy guy. Kind of put me on the spot there. I just, you know, the <laughs> position players are so much easier for me. Right. You know, <laughs> and that's maybe that's the, maybe I need to get better right there. Right. Called me out. <laughs> but yeah, he's definitely the, the guy. Like just high energy. Like you know, these guys get like when we get down, they start. Pumping the like it's like a lot of times it's the the pitchers getting us going in the dugout trying to get the energy up so it's pretty cool and he's he's always leading it maybe sometimes like I'll be like hey dude bring it down a notch but like he's he's great with the energy and like uh having fun and like keeping it light for sure uh, and he's and he's a stud on the mound I like him you know I, I gotta ask about his battery mate uh, Brandon Valenzuela he looks like he could be a yeah. beast as well yeah he's a uh, he's Super talented. He's solid behind the plate. Switch hitter, obviously. Uh, very smart, you know. Like yeah. he understands the game. Having conversations with him, like about about the game, about sequences, about stuff like that. He, he retains information really good. Um, you know, he's bilingual, so it makes it a lot easier for me. Um, but the bats, the bats come around pretty good. Like. Got off to a really hot start. Showed some pop, like more pop than I thought he had. So. Yeah, two bombs in the first game or two bombs in two games. Yeah, I mean, it was impressive. And, like, he couldn't get out in that first game. <laughs> came back a little bit down in reality this last series. But that's baseball, you know. Yeah. Just keep grinding for him. All right, so you got time for a few uh, few getting to know you, maybe some quarantine questions? Perfect. Okay. All right, so here we go. Yep. Favorite sports movie? Lebowski. Ah. <laughs> what is a perfect day for you? Um, wake up, hang out, make breakfast for the kids. Um, maybe go shoot some hoops with my with my boys. Uh, hang out with my dog and my wife. Barbecue steak at night. Yeah, favorite beach here in San Diego. Um. I like, I mean, I like Ocean Beach because I, I spend a lot of time out there because my dad has a shop out there, or my brother has it now. Really? Yeah, it's the, like, the Ocean Gifts and Shells shop in Ocean Beach. Ocean Gifts and Shells. Oh, Give a shout out to Ocean Gifts and Shells. Man. There it is. It's old beach. For my brother. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> You're looking All right. for some... For some for some OB gear, go to there. So when you were, when you were up in Tri City, did they have Burgerville out that way? Burgerville? Yeah, it's a Pacific Northwest fast food chain. Nah, I didn't. I didn't see it. 
Okay, then never mind. I was going to ask you to not a burger. But how about this? In and out or Whataburger? I've had a Whataburger, yeah. In and out or Whataburger? Which one's better? Oh, in and out, man. Yeah. Right. West Coast. Oh, West Coast guy. <laughs> Love it. This, this you should can't be. Get me off of in and, out. and you're a San Diego guy, so this should be a really easy question. Who's your baseball idol? My baseball idol is Robbie Alomar. Robbie Alomar. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty cool because. He's a special assistant with the Blue Jays, and I got to, like, be at his number retiring ceremony in Toronto, and he, like, got to meet him, and he signed, like, a personalized jersey for me, so that's pretty cool. That is cool. Okay, so what's the most memorable moment in your baseball career? Um, probably my first home run in Yankee Stadium off AJ Burnett. Yeah! Wow, that's Yeah, cool. that's bad. Okay, what, one more getting to know you. I got a few quarantine questions that you almost kind of answered anyway. What's the most irrelevant thing you've said on a mound visit? The most relevant? Ir- irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> most irrelevant thing. Um, I don't even know. So we had Pete Zamora on uh, the podcast a couple of years back, and I asked him that question. He's like, he's like, I, I came up there and. You know, this pitcher was he wasn't doing that well and he's taking his time. He's like, Look, there's two girls over there that are giving you the eyeball, man. The sooner you get out of here, the sooner you can get to those girls. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Now so usually I'm the one taking the guy out. Right. So it's usually like right. it's usually going over the situation right. on the mound with the infielder, so bliss, you know. You know, maybe it'll be like, Oh, that one got away from us. <laughs> have, have you had a pro pitcher fight to stay on the mound yet? No, because it's like I've been at the low level so much. It's like, like it's so script. Like the pitch counts are so strict. Right, like right. Innings, it's not really. It's not up for negotiation. That and usually when I go out, it's you have to come out because the visits already happen. Oh. <laughs> right, right. I guess you've already signaled that it's time to get out there, right? Yeah, I'm like, what are you gonna do? You're gonna fight? The guy's running in already. <laughs> always signal before you get to the line. So they, can't, they can just, they can just, just talk about the on your back later. All right, Mike. Okay. Yes. All right. Um, sorry about that. I had another Mike calling in right now. Um, real quick, so we'll get some quarantine questions in and get you out of here. We really appreciate the time, uh, John yeah. Conniff. We we get a lot of our information from John Conniff and the boys at Mad Friars and. And, uh, you know, he said you're a good guy and uh, you'll be a good interview. So we really appreciate the time. All right. All right. So quarantine questions. What's your most watched TV show through quarantine? During quarantine, I watched The Handmaid's Tale with my wife. Nice. Nice. It was pretty good. I was, I didn't know at first, but it was pretty good. Yeah. You see the ads, you're like, how's that going to. And she started watching it without me. Yeah, you got to play catch up now. Right. Yeah, I'm, I just threw her under the bus. I'm gonna tell her. Hey, did you learn a new skill while you had all this downtime? I know you're at the alternate site, but I played a lot of hoop <laughs> with the uh, during the the, the off the, during the COVID time. Shot a lot of basketball, but I mean that was surprisingly being a short guy yeah, was my sport when I was a kid. But I played a lot of basketball. How, how does AJ Pelder's game shape up? He's good. We played a lot. <laughs> Were you covering him most of the time, or was he just <laughs> dusting you? He's my boss. He's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> he's, 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 he's good. That's, That's better than me. He's better than me. 
Uh, uh, Sam, I think, listens to the uh, podcast on occasion, but I'm not sure about AJ. <laughs> I think you're he's, he's, he's a good basketball player. Okay, who did the cooking in the house? Um, depends on what it is. I, you know, I help out, but the wife's pretty good cook. Uh, but like, it comes to like grilling and stuff, and I, I'm I'm a master at quesadilla and and eggs. <laughs> oh, that sounds pretty good. Yeah. Like breakfast <laughs> stuff and like a quesadilla. Like I make a mean quesadilla. All right, all right. Get any? Uh, you want to throw a recipe out there? I just like to throw like some, you know, like the sweet corn inside of there Look with at like that. the meat and the cheese, and then I like to burn the cheese on the outside of the tortilla at the end. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I'm getting hungry over here. I do, and That's I'm de- and I'm developing recipes. You. you don't do it. All right. Did you read any books? Did you read any books? Um, I read a book. No, not really my thing. I listen to a lot of podcasts and stuff. So it's All right, my thing. give me three podcasts what, to listen to. What kind to. of podcast? Yeah, Dryer on the Farm, obviously. No, hey! yeah! <laughs> uh, I like this one podcast called Chasing Excellence. Okay. Okay. It's my, it's my favorite. So what's the what's the general topic? What do they discuss? Um, chasing excellence. <laughs> right. Like, like personal uh, growth so kind of stuff. This guy's a like a CrossFit coach, but it's more than that. It's like so, it's like coaching and like mental stuff, and training and stuff like that. But it's not just about like working out. Like it's like about that like mindset and you know, just a lot of different topics. I say, chasing excellence. I'll have to write that one down. Nice. Well, hey, that's all we got. Mike, we really appreciate you taking the time. Um, yeah, man. We'll all be at the game tomorrow night. You'll be here. You'll be nice. hearing me call Ripken saying, All right, Captain, let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's out tonight. He'll be there tomorrow, though. Fantastic. All right. Appreciate you guys. Well, appreciate a appreciate lot. Appreciate you. Thank you so much. All right. Have a good one.